Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, today I am here with none other than Gary Head, Chairman and CEO of Signature Bank. And Gary, I really appreciate you taking time out to to be on the uh, I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. It is so great to to actually sit down and talk with you at length. Hey, it's my privilege. I appreciate you uh, taking time to come in and and interview me. Thank oh, you for doing so. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that we're trying to do here at the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast is, you know, really connect with interesting people. You know, the, the whole purpose of the podcast is the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life. And you actually touch upon a lot of those areas. So, and you've seen a lot because you've been in this area for for how long? I graduated from the University of Arkansas in 1982, December. Okay. Started working at McElroy Bank in February of 83. So I've been consistently working in this market since February of 83. Wow. In the okay. banking business. In the banking business, yeah. So so you kind of cut your teeth in this, and you, 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 
you basically the role that you're in now is just a, a, a natural evolution, if you will. Well, I think uh, I've been very fortunate. I've had uh, a great deal of assistance from a lot of pioneers that lived in this part of the world that were kind enough to uh, take me under their wing and show me the ropes uh, many years ago. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, we, we, you're only as good as the team that's around you. Right. But we've been very fortunate to have had, you know, so many unbelievable entrepreneurs build Northwest Arkansas. Right. And in my lifetime, I've gotten to touch so many of them right. and learn so much from each of them. Yeah. No, I can imagine. Well, I guess since, you, since you're leading the conversation in this direction, I got to ask, did you did you work with or have, have a chance to encounter Sam Walton at all? Sam Walton was my boss. Uh, I worked for his son okay. uh, for uh, a number of 17 years okay. at uh, okay. what was McElroy. And then uh, Arvest Banks. Arvest Banks. Yes, sir. Okay, all right. And Mr. Sam was alive uh, in my early career, and obviously his fingerprints are all over Arvest Bank. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's so funny, and I, I always take a moment whenever I can just to acknowledge his genius and just who he was as an individual. You know, a lot of times you see people from the outside and you think, oh, I, I can figure them out. This is just a dude that started a really big company. But he was much more than that. And I, I took my wife and my kids uh, last year to visit the Sam Walton Museum and uh, just that just understanding how he started Walmart, everything that he went through to do it and how important it was for him to involve the a wide variety of people in the process. It wasn't like it was just him. It was so many other people. And did, did you experience that sense of com, com, uh, camaraderie? I, I think the things that I learned from Sam Walton and Jim Walton, his son, who's mm -hmm. uh, just as intelligent, and and uh, and I learned uh, a ton. So Sam Walton uh, used the terminology best practices before that was a term, right? And so he would go and find places and people that were doing things exceptionally well, and rather than inventing those, he would come back and put them in his own. Uh, context and use them. Yeah, best people, best ways of doing business, and uh, the man was a genius in many ways that most people will never really understand. They only look at the numbers and what he amassed in wealth. And the truth of the matter is, is that he never, in my opinion, cared so much about the money. Right. He cared about doing something that he loved. He was passionate. Yeah, and that's so funny. I mean, it's. Um one of the things that I mentioned to one of our common friends is that there are so many people here in Northwest Arkansas that have done well for themselves, but they don't wear it on their sleeves. That's you know, right. I've come from some big cities and, you know, the the way that you measure a person is is what they what they show. And here, people in Northwest Arkansas don't necessarily show it, but they have it. Well, you get on a bike path and ride around Northwest Arkansas, and th and then you want to talk bad about Walmart or the Waltons, you should go get a mirror and look in there really carefully because right. they're putting their money back into the you know the very place that they were able to be successful. Yeah, and the Tyson family the same, and the Hunt family the same, and we've been really very fortunate to have the kind of people that loved where they lived and loved the people that are in our area. 
Yeah. And they're very they've always been very open to people. You came here from another part of the world. Right. And you know, I was very fortunate, I'll just tell this story. I was very fortunate that Sam Walton brought the very first people for Procter and Gamble to my office when I was at McElroy and he was the owner. Right. And he said, "I've invited these people here <laughs> and I expect you to take care of them." Lucky for me. Mm-hmm. So I got to meet all those original folks that came here, the first team, the Walmart team for Procter and Gamble. Gamble. Well, how many teams are here here uh, today? Not, I think there's 1,800 companies represented with an office here today. That was the very first one. So how very fortunate for me to have known all those. And a lot of them are still at Procter & Gamble, frankly. But the Procter & Gamble office uh, a mile down the road doesn't have a sign in front of it. It's very, uh, you know, uh, there's nobody that knows where they are unless they tell you. So, right, right. so th- that whole... Uh, part of Northwest Arkansas is that you got something, but you look like everybody else. Exactly. That's what makes this place such a great place to live. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, that's a good story. And a lot of people don't realize, and I, I, I'm always not proud to tell it. Now, I've been here almost five years, and, you know, I'm, I'm hey, I'm calling Northwest Arkansas my home now. But I always tell that story about, hey, you know, Sam Walton put his – fingerprint on this area in yes. a major way that still ripples down till today. And when, you, like you said, you mentioned 1800, I mean, anybody that has a, an item in Walmart has to have representation here in Northwest Arkansas, which a lot of people are like, oh, I, I never knew that. And I'm like, yes, that's how strategic Sam Walton thought about this whole process. And it has brought people, it has brought industry to this area that would have never been here if it weren't for Sam Walton. Well, I think, I think the word that uh, ministers use and that uh, Sam Walton uses to be a good steward. Yeah, and and I think you could say if you summed up the Walton family, they've been good stewards yeah. of what they've been handed. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there are and, and Don Tyson is a good steward of what he was handed and was able to make. And the Hunt family, uh, thank goodness, Mrs. Hunt uh, maintains that are very good stewards of the benefits that they made from being citizens of this part of the world. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you've actually been a good steward. I mean, you, you're working on, you're still a young guy. So, I mean, you're, you've been a good steward. I mean, uh, tell me about, I want to, I want to talk about you, you 2004. I know that was a very important year. It was, I, uh, I had, at uh, 2004, I'm 44 years of age, okay. and I had been in the banking business for a long time. I was president of, of the very bank that I started out of college working at. I got that job at 39, which was an unbelievable accomplishment in my, in, 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 for my feelings. And, and so the Walton family had been very good to me. Uh, they afforded me the opportunity to run, uh, you know, uh, of the oldest bank west of the Mississippi, the McElroy family, four generations uh, deep. And uh, so uh, in 04, I have an entrepreneurial spirit that I couldn't quench. <laughs> and so I decided, uh, after my wife let me about midnight, agree to leave that and start this bank, Signature Bank. Right. And so uh, it felt like jumping out of an airplane and hoping my parachute opened. <laughs> That's it. So, I like that. I mean, yeah, and I think, um, and, and you, you bring it, you bring up a good point is that a lot of times when we, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, you know, there is a lot of faith that goes into what's going to happen. You just never know what the outcome's going to be. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know. So I guess could, I mean, fast forward now, it's, it's, it's 2019, 15 years later, could you imagine what you've been able to do and experience over the past 15 years? No. And in no way could you have imagined in 04 
we had a great economy in 04 northwest arkansas i'd never seen uh, a real downturn in yeah. my lifetime my entire banking career you know we leave in 04 start the bank in 05 in 08 09 and 10 we go through the worst recession since the great depression right and uh everybody was in trouble yeah um the, you know we i had clients that i had loaned money to for 30 years that were failing left and right and there's just when when you rely in my business on history yeah. and on character and those two things are not helpful right uh you begin hey you prayed a lot <laughs> yeah. and and you tried everything possible to keep all of them alive you try to throw life preservers in every direction because you know their character was good and they were good people right and they and they weren't intentionally trying to take your money yeah. and so we spent a lot of time trying to sling life preservers in every case without maybe enough regard for our own life preserver. Right. Yet right. today, here we sit, stronger than ever. Yeah. And most of those people that grabbed one of those life preservers are still alive and doing better than they were before that crisis. Right, right. So, you know, it's a success story that had a really bad chapter. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess you could write you could write the book when bad things happen to good people. Amen. Because it does happen. It so does. It does. And you have to be able to weather that storm. And I mean, that speaks volumes. Take me back, though. I do. I do want to go back to just the original setup of this bank. I mean, it is a community bank, right? Yes, it is. Okay. And and and. Tell the audience what a community. What's the difference between a community bank and just a normal savings and loan? And then, right. I think I think my definition of a community bank, and everyone maybe can have their own, but I, this community bank was began in this community with local shareholders. Uh, we went to Dixon Street, where everybody should go to raise money, right? Right. <laughs> and uh, we had hoped we'd raise five or ten million dollars. Yeah. And you find out who your friends are when, frankly, you go and say, "I need some money." Yeah. Well, we raised forty-five million dollars at the UART Bowl on Dixon Street in August of that year of '04. Wow. Uh, which spoke volumes of all of the people that were with me and how much they trusted everyone on our team. To do a really good job, and yeah. it's uh, it's it was so humbling uh, to have that many people say, "Hey, I'm going to follow you," and here's a whole bunch of money yeah. that I've saved and worked, and you know, so uh, that that date and time uh, will never change in my mind is you know the most humbling day of my entire life of yeah. of having those people say, "Hey, we we're going to vote for you," and here's our check, you okay. know. So what what an unbelievable start. Yeah, and that 45 million actually turned into 60 million, I 60 think. 60 million and right. then another 15, so with 75 million wow. we raised in uh in a two short years. That's amazing. So yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. That that speaks volumes to what you represented to the community and then I guess you've just decided let me figure out a way to give back right. because of this. So And and always uh part of a community bank's job is to ensure that your community does as well as possible. Right and, right. and so the difference between us and, for instance, large franchises like Bank of America mm -hmm. or Citibank, which there's not one locally, right. or any number of those, they're not from here. They right. don't have local representation. They don't make decisions here, generally speaking, yeah. where our board of directors are all people from here. All of our employees live in this community. Our direction comes from this community. We'll only ever be as good as this community is, yeah. or we'll be as bad as it was in 08, 09, and 10 right. when this community was suffering as the rest of the country was, frankly. Yeah, and I, and that's funny because um, I know, like, and I was telling you before we started this podcast that um, – 
you know, I learned early on at a very young age that you, uh, that your relationship with your banker was sacrosanct and that you needed to like know who your banker was. And I think I've I have banked with larger banks and uh, truth be told, but I've also f- always found more comfort in dealing with the smaller banks that had a, had stronger ties and roots with the community that was a part of. And like I told you, my grandfather modeled that, you know, he had a relationship with the bank man and the branch manager of the bank he used to bank at in New Jersey. And, you know, even after he died many years later, that branch manager reached out to the family and had said to us, you know, how much my grandfather meant to him because. He, he just, it was always his goal to have relationships with everybody in the community. But my grandfather was very intentional about developing that relationship, even as a depositor in the bank. And I, I'm sure you have experiences like that. Well, I think your grandfather obviously was a pretty smart man. I think that I th- my definition of a banker is, and, and that's what's on the back, and I'll show you this, the back of every one of our cards right. for every employee that works here. Yeah. They're all bankers. And they may have a specific job in this bank. But when you, the, the consumer, uh, has a need in a bank, you want to talk to a banker, right? right? right. And so my, my test is is that uh, if you have a banker, m- my question would be, do you have their cell phone number, and are you afraid to use it? Right. Right? <laughs> yeah. And on that card of mine, you'll see my cell phone number is on there. It's on there, And yeah. I wouldn't put it on there and hand it out if I didn't intend for you to use, use it. it. Yeah. So if, you know, to me, I think there's doctors and lawyers and accountants and bankers and I want to know my cell phone number for all of those above. Yeah. Agree? Yeah, absolutely. So that, because I don't know when I'm going to need that, but when I do, I intend to use it. Yeah. And, and I may be on a Saturday looking at some piece of property on Beaver Lake that I intend to buy. Right. And you're trying to make that decision. And maybe it doesn't wait till Monday. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So can you call your banker and say, hey, here's what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? Right. So that you can sort of feel like, hey, gosh, I might make an offer on this deal, but I don't really want to do it if my banker's going, hey, now, look, you know, you're sort of stretched out. You just bought that uh, new office building last week, and maybe maybe you should think about it. Let's yeah. be careful. Yeah. Or if you have someone saying, hey, gosh, you know what? You, you're really in good shape. If that's something that's important, then I think I'm, I'm going to be comfortable with it. Right. And that's that's the same with an attorney. That's the same with an accountant and certainly with a doctor. You want to know. Absolutely. You know, and and again, I just for full disclosure to those listening to the podcast, I actually bank at Signature Bank. And (laughs) and the reason why I do is because I was referred to you by by a mutual friend. And that mutual friend, I said the first thing I said to him before I relocate, I said, I need to find a good bank. Do you know a good bank? And he was and I mean, unequivocally. Yes. Gary had at Signature Bank. He'll take care of you. I mean, he didn't, I mean, that's all he said. And then I came here, I opened up several accounts, I opened up a business account, I got a mortgage through you guys, I was able to do everything. And he really, I mean, he was on point with how he described what my experience would be. And so again, that's just my own little short commercial for for Signature Bank. But you said something that I, I just wanted to kind of bring back just to have a better understanding and just so the audience could appreciate it. Um, what have you done to develop such outstanding individuals within your organization? Because it seems like everybody has the same mentality that you have to serve the community. I mean, and again, and, and I, just because I've dealt with your people in your mortgage department, I've dealt with people that deal with vendor relations here. I've, I have a friend that works here that deals with vendor relations and just the way that he approaches things, I'm always impressed. And then just 
the managers of the branch itself. I mean, well, you know, <clears throat> when you take inventory of all of the people that we have here, some of us have worked together for over 30 years. Okay. And so we had like kind uh, mindset all along. And right. so when I left Arvest, I had a number of those people that followed me blindly immediately that had no reason to know I was leaving because no one knew I was leaving. My wife didn't let me leave until midnight the night before I quit. And so uh, we, you know, we do a really good job, I believe, of making sure everyone understands the mission. And the mission is to be a great community banker, you have to give back. If you don't give back – then maybe you should work somewhere else where that's not important. But if you're going to be here and be happy and be in a position to be given other opportunities as time goes on, then you need to reflect what our business is all about. And so, you know, we, you you know, many of our folks that work here and they've all, they could all work anywhere in this business they choose to. And I'm very fortunate they choose to work here. But we believe what we preach. And that matters. Yeah. You know, being a, a good liar is not something I ever wanted to be. So <laughs> I have to do what I believe. And, yeah. and uh, when you do that, it's amazing how much more fun it is. Oh, right? I can imagine. I can imagine. So wh- 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 what's next for Gary Head? I mean, you you know, you're young. I mean, you're still young. You still have, a, you know, a, a spring in your step. Um, the bank is moving along really well. I mean, what what are you hoping to do here at Signature in the next few years? Well, we have, uh, as we discussed to begin this, we have one of the best places to live in the United States. Right. And so we want to be the best community bank in this area for the long run. Yeah. You know, I've got kids in this business. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of young people that work for me that intend to continue to – they like the community bank model. Mm-hmm. Uh, the opposite of that would be selling to some big franchise and taking everyone's money and giving them some more and moving on down the road. You know, I would like to work here until I can't work anymore. Right. And I hope that uh, – and, and I know I have a lot of young people working here that have – the same vision and shared expectations of doing the same. So we would like to continue to grow and be a really significant part of Northwest Arkansas financials for a very long time. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. I I had a, I had an uncle that started the first um, uh, black owned savings and loan back in, uh, back in Pittsburgh. And he, he stayed on until he was in his mid eighties. So Phenomenal. there's certainly hope for you. Phenomenal. <laughs> so, so, so there you go. There's some hope hey, for you. Good so, Lord yeah, willing. Absolutely. And the creeks Abs- don't rise. Exactly. I'll be there. Exactly. So, so, so tell me a little bit about you know some of the things that uh, that you enjoy doing here in Northwest Arkansas. Someone told me that you're an avid hunter. Yes. Yes, and, I like uh, to hunt. I like to fish. I like to play golf. Um, and, and, you know, I like to ride bikes and, you know, we have, my wife and I ride on the trails here a mm-hmm. lot and yeah. we're blessed to have that. And we have all the lakes and rivers and streams. And, uh, we have a bank in Brinkley, Arkansas, which is Southeast Arkansas right. and duck hunting is, um, you know, Arkansas's most, uh, noteworthy hunting. And so we have a club there and, and, uh, get to take advantage of that, uh, for the 60 days duck season is open. We try to get there as often as possible. Right. I think our, my teammates in Brinkley are glad when the duck season's over cause I'm not there quite so much. <laughs> so, uh, we're very fortunate that our state has such unbelievable resources and, you know, um, I live on White River. Our mm-hmm. bank's name, White River Bank Shares, by no mistake. Right. And White River runs all the way to Brinkley, where our other bank is down in southeast Arkansas. And so I, I sort of think our state is tied much more closely together 
than a lot of states because it's a small state. Everyone yeah. knows everyone. Yeah. And uh, every part of our state is important. But Northwest Arkansas has a benefit of you know, some unbelievable uh, pioneers that you and I are the beneficiaries today of. Exactly. And, and I'm so incredibly blessed that I knew or banked all of those right. folks. You know, right. and uh, I, I, I teach a class for our mutual friend at the university occasionally, and, and I'm in – Classrooms that are named after my old friends. Right. And when right. I graduated there, there weren't any of those buildings. Yeah. And uh, there was no Sam Walton College of Business. It was just college business. And and so all of this money has been made since I graduated from college. Okay. I mean, that's phenomenal thought processes that, you know, all of these people have really seen enormous success in my adult life time right and right. and that's not the way it is in normal places yeah you, know, you mentioned boston that you know there was a tea party there yeah. a couple of centuries ago right <laughs> right so right. so right. i mean you know here we sit we get to see this thing continue to grow and do wonderful things and we get to put our fingerprints on little pieces of it yeah and that's yeah. fun it is it definitely is uh and, and you mentioned uh going to the sam walton school of business and, and teaching at the entrepreneurship class mm -hmm. what advice are you giving these young entrepreneurs um especially i mean what is, is your advice uh, uh, is your the advice that you give uh, around just banking relationships or or is it just general, like what you've experienced? You know, I, I try to give them the same life uh, uh, conversations that I got when I was fortunate enough to be uh, a young man working at McElroy Bank for Hayden McElroy. So, th you know, the, the things that your grandfather taught you about first one to work, mm -hmm. last one to leave, yep. say yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, open doors for people even if they tell you they don't really want you to, mm -hmm. good manners get you farther in life maybe than all of that education in the world. Yeah. And so what your grandmother taught you might be way more important than what you learned in econ class. Yeah. And, yeah. and and that stays with you longer than that econ lesson. Most jobs in life will teach you what you need to know about the job. And, and as hard as the university tries to teach you and prepare you, there's no possibility they can – uh, 100% prepare you for whatever job you're going to take. Right. But your grandmother or your grandfather teaching you good manners will certainly play farther and more importantly in your life. And and work ethic is difficult. And sense of urgency are things people don't. You know, I, I give I give all those kids a hard time. I says when your parents text you, when do you text them back? Right. The question <laughs> is always asked and answered is they don't pay attention. Right. You know, and so. What what people in the world don't understand sometimes is if you text me and I don't respond, what does that mean I think of you in your mind? In my mind, I think it's uh, maybe I'm not as valuable as I thought. You're not your, very important. Eyes, right? That's what I say. Exactly. So if I respond quickly, then I paid attention. Now, we may not agree at the end of the conversation, but at least I have exhibited good manners, right? Mm -hmm. And so so to my mentor in life, another great mentor is Jim Lindsay. His picture's right there. So Jim Lindsay's real estate fingers are all over this part of the world, and I've been very fortunate to have been his banker a long, long time. Okay. Jim Lindsay, I used to go by his office, and he would be in there late in the evening, and I would walk, and he would always wave me in, and he would have a big stack of phone messages in the old days on, a, on top right. of pink on top of a nail right, on a little exactly, deal. Yeah. And he would be one by one pulling them off and through. calling people back. Yeah. And I said, what are you doing? You're an important man. He goes, no, I don't leave this office it's every right. evening until every one of those phone calls are returned. Yeah. Well, now, if Jim Lindsay called everybody back, who's Gary Head? Right. Right? <laughs> right. So I sure right. better do yeah. it, right? Yeah. And so my lessons <clears throat> in life have always been, if you are the nicest person they deal with, 
and you pay respect and you do your part of the deal, then you can go to bed at night, sleep well, and you know you're doing the best you can. And that's all I can ask of anybody is if you tell me you're doing the best you can, how can I ask more? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. And that goes for borrowers. That goes for friends. That goes for employees. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I that's great. And it's so funny that, you know, I had a chance to um, do a little sleuthing around and to talk to people that know you. And, and, and it, honestly, to a person, man and woman that I both spoke with, um, they all said the same thing about your, your responsiveness. That, you know, when he says that he gives you his cell phone number, he really means it. And he means that you can call him anytime. Um, and that came from one employee that works here and then from a friend. And, he, you know, they just that was it. They just said your level of responsiveness and the fact that you really care makes all the difference in the world. So, Well, you can't lie about caring. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> you cannot do that. You cannot do that. So so tell me, um, what are we, we, I know that you like hunting and, and, and you spend a fair amount of time doing that. Um, what else would you say? Because, again, this is a show about Northwest Arkansas. Right. Where, where is your favorite restaurant to go to here? Well, I have a number of them, okay. right? And, <laughs> and I have something to do with some of them, and that even makes it more fun. I, I really like date night for my wife and I, we've been married 38 years. Wow. Date night is Bordino's. Okay. And uh, okay. that's that is her favorite. And Joe okay. Fennell's been my friend for a very long time. And, okay. And I appreciate so much uh, uh, his friendship. And and I like to go to Jose's in Tiny Town. I mean, yep. now it's Tiny Town. Right. Uh, Doug Allen was my little brother's roommate from Eureka Springs. That's where I grew up. Okay. And so I've known Doug all his life. Okay. Um, I enjoy that for Mexican food. I love to go to Herman's for steaks. Okay. You know, uh, Nick knows how to cook uh, steak the way I like to eat it. Yeah. He buys exceptional meat. Uh, I'm a pretty good cook. You know, I go to Richard's Meat, <laughs> meat Market, Market and buy yeah, uh, steaks and cook myself. And, you know, I think mine are pretty good. And uh, I wouldn't argue Nick's are better, but I think mine are pretty good. And then, you know, I've got, uh, you know, fortunately, uh, you know, there's uh, – you know, Pinnacle Country Club has a. Uh, I'm a member there, fortunately, and they have a, a brunch that's phenomenal. Okay, you know, okay. Uh, to go to, and I, I do that a lot. And you know, Eclectic Kitchen is a new place I've just discovered. I've heard it's about that. I've not been food. there, but I heard the food. Brian good. was a chef at the uh, Blessings for a while back in the day, and okay. he has uh, got a really nice deal. Uh, Leverett Lounge is a new place I discovered. I hadn't been there before. That's a nice place, and so. Uh, my wife and I like to try, you know, our kids are grown and they live here. And so I, we try lots of places. Yeah. And, and then you go to Mama Z's in Tawny Town. I mean, you can't mess that up for us, maybe the best spaghetti in the whole wide world. Right. And, you know, we're we're blessed to have a whole lot of restaurants that Joe Fennell started Bordino's. It's not a chain. Yeah. You know, uh, Doe's is out of Little Rock and Doe's is a great place to eat. And, you know, so there, there's a million places that you can go. I always travel and I go to places and people go, well, let's go to the this chain or that chain. And I go, well, don't you have any restaurants that are like from people that started them here? Right. And, right. and it's so rare, it seems, when you travel. Exactly. You know? um, I love, uh, uh, you know, uh, Theo's is a phenomenal place. And Scott's a great guy. And he's yeah. got several restaurants. Eastside Grill is on my way home. Yeah. So I go by there a lot. So, you know, I try all of them, but I do most of my dining with people that do business here. Here. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, I, I uh, that is certainly a, a, a nice list of places to visit. And, and we will be sure to uh, include those in the show notes so everybody can take advantage of some of the places that Gary Head visits. And you might even see 
see him there one day. You very so, well may. Yeah. So as we close out, the last thing, what would what would be one little secret about Northwest Arkansas that most people don't realize that you think is really I think, cool? I think the the I think the part that people discover on their own uh, after they've been here a very short period of time is that people are really as nice as they seem. Yeah. They wave at you. They say hello in the grocery store. Yeah. Uh, it, it is Mayberry RFD <laughs> on steroids. Right, right, right. That's right. the best secret. Yeah, you know? no, I love that. Yeah, you're right. And people don't beep at you either. So, no. Which is, you know, that my, my Boston tendencies have to keep me in check just because I'm, you know, I've, I have become so much more relaxed since moving here five years ago. I uh, bet. And it's, it's definitely been a blessing. Hey, this place so. is good for your blood pressure. It is. It absolutely <laughs> is. It absolutely is. So, well, Gary, this has been a pleasure. I'm so glad that... Uh, that you were in this inaugural group of people that we had on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. I mean, your story, there's so much there to be told. And I certainly want to encourage folks to check out Signature Bank, come by and and visit with Gary and his team. I mean, they are, and again, this is not a commercial for Signature Bank by any means, but they are the real deal. And I've been around the country. I've interacted with a number of different banks and uh, credit unions. And these guys really walk the walk and talk the talk. So if you do, if you are relocating to the Northwest Arkansas area, definitely consider them. And we'll put all their contact information uh, in the show notes. But if not, even if you just have questions about financial related matters, this is probably a good place and a safe place to come where, you know, no one's going to uh, force you to do business with them, but they will give you some honest information. Absolutely. And I think that's perfect. So, hey, Gary, it's my honor. Thank yeah, you for thank, having me. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And folks, we will uh, we'll be back next week with another great episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Thank you so much and have an amazing day. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.